Hello and welcome to our next episode of What We're All About. The idea for this podcast came from going through life and figuring things out step by step. In societies that tell you to grow faster, the question comes up if there can be different approaches to life and its pace. Come along with us. To us, it's the journey that counts the most. Welcome to episode 19 of the podcast. This is Salvelin. And Steve here as well. So, Happy New Year, everyone. Yep, Happy New Year. Hope you're all doing well. This is our second try to record this, so yeah, maybe it's going to be a bit funny sounding after. Yeah, in the first version, we just ended up saying Happy New Year to each other. So, what I mentioned before as well, it's um, episode 19, but officially we did 20 episodes last year which is 20 episodes in 2020. So let's see if we can do 21 this year. Yeah, totally. 20 snapshots of how our lives went last year and everything we felt and mm -hmm. everything we thought about and yeah. things that were important to us and things that terrified us. And two guests as well. Really nice. Yeah, they were fun. They yeah. were a definite highlight. Definitely. It's always nice to include mm -hmm. people. For sure. Hopefully some more guests will be up for joining us yeah, this year absolutely. as well. So if you're a person listening and would like to join us, feel free to get in touch. Yeah, totally. I'm looking forward to branching out and mm -hmm. to speaking to you. Yeah, absolutely. So a new year. Do you have any new year's resolutions usually actually? Actually, I'm not really a big new year's resolutions kind of person no, i think it's not that, it's not that i take a stand against it i just often forget that it's a thing or it was never really a thing for me and my family yeah and so i'm just you know 35 years in i'm just kind of not in the habit of it it puts so, like a lot of pressure on you doesn't it yeah i guess it does and i don't really see the need to do it all at the same time like i, I kind of feel like if something crops up or an issue crops up or if i'm aware that i should improve my life or better myself then i'll just do it maybe mm -hmm. earlier or just whenever it seems appropriate it just doesn't so happen that i wait until new year to do it that's not to say that i'm consistently checking myself and so i'm not like the biggest self-improvement kind of person overtly yeah, you, in a way. you know you get people who really talk about it a lot i kind of feel like yeah no you don't talk about it a lot but you're always discovering new things and trying out new things yeah maybe i just make the choices quietly yeah and then so there's no pressure to kind of like summarize it at the at the yeah, turn of the new year. Totally. But that's I do at the same time recognize that it could be quite a helpful practice for people who do. You know, over Christmas, everyone's taking it quieter and like slower, which is really nice. You know, we should acknowledge that is a good thing to sort of slow down. But then I feel like you have to push that acceleration button in the new year often and. I think it's okay to just need a couple of days to get back into the swing of your day-to-day -day life, you know? Yeah. Especially if you travel somewhere for Christmas. Yeah. You adapt to a new environment if it's... Well, you know, you might adapt to an old environment if it's your old family home. Yeah. And then you come back to, like, where you actually live now and it's you have to kind of readapt to where you're living again and mm -hmm. also your, you know, your big hopes or thoughts about the year ahead. Yeah. Also, like, I feel like leaving Christmas behind is often quite challenging because it's such a pleasant time of the year. I find it's hard to return to your usual life after Christmas. I want to summarize my thoughts and that's because mm -hmm. over Christmas, I think you and I take it quite seriously that you should really, in a sense, like, if you're there with your family, you need to focus on your family. Yeah. And then therefore try and not multitask and just focus on being with them and being very present. Mm -hmm. And if you do that for two weeks, you kind of leave your, your regular life behind in a way or put it in pause. And then for two weeks, you're just, you're thinking 
of things at a much more micro scale in a way like your yeah. life becomes just about the day-to-day activities with your family and stuff like that mm-hmm. and you kind of like I didn't really think about my music I didn't think so much about the coffee business and it's just purely on family and your emotions towards that and Christmas so then when you come back to your regular life kind of seems a bit overwhelming afterwards in comparison to mm-hmm. like the quaint life you've led yeah, for two weeks for sure Absolutely. you've got to re-grasp everything and it's quite a challenge yeah. sometimes because you have all these thoughts rushing back in and it's just quite a lot to take in sometimes I feel like I mean, that's special for us in general as well, because we always get to visit another house. So it always feels a bit, we really take that time to recharge as well. So, But this year is even weirder because in a way it feels like we didn't really have a proper year Mm -hmm. because it was just occupied by the whole Corona thing. Yeah. Like you didn't, we didn't like regard the year as you normally would. Like usually the most important things to one are how the seasons went or Mm -hmm. maybe their holidays or what did you do that was like personal or specific to you i mean again i feel like we're still like really fortunate how our 2020 year has played out there's lots of positives yeah as well which is really nice that's true but it feels like in a sense that the focus was still firmly on on corona and then it just seems like sometimes it feels a little bit like the year was like pinched Mm -hmm. by corona yeah for sure So therefore it didn't really fully exist in a normal kind of way so it just feels different Mm -hmm. now you're kind of led away from my point of you know the good things that happened in 2020 oh yeah yeah sorry (laughs) but there was plenty of those good things (laughs) yeah you should elaborate now then so bring it back from the doom and gloom one really nice thing that happened in 2020 would you care to share yeah well um you and I started our new coffee company. Mm-hmm. Jaeger Morris is the name of it, which is both of our surnames. We decided to call it the company after our surnames because um, it just felt so natural and so so honest and so free of pretense. Or It was just so real seeming, I think. Yeah, that's for sure as well. And also I just like that because, you know, when you are planning to start your own thing and things like that, you always think so long about names and then we actually kind of were given that name from our friend. So yeah. when he came over for dinner, he said to us, oh, I really like the name Jäger Morris because he saw it on the doorbell. And then we were like just thinking about it for a moment. In that moment, it wasn't quite clear that we would actually take that name. But a few days later, I was like, I quite like that name. And yeah. you were like, yeah, me too. Yeah. So, so obvious in a way to us, but so... Exactly. I don't think I would have ever chosen if it wasn't for that yeah. moment. Yeah. But I really just liked how even though we've had these names our whole lives, we still got given that yeah. name for the company. So yeah. that's really nice. In that particular order and in that particular way where you say it as one name and not two mm-hmm. names. Yeah, so yeah, it's, exactly. It's like a, a joining of the names, which is really nice. Yeah. I also like the way that it's totally different to like a lot of the kind of abstract names that you find these days, mm-hmm. which are sometimes quite evocative but sometimes quite hollow seeming yeah if you feel like there's no real link between the name of a the name they choose and the and the company it represents it just seems and also it's natural. just meant to be for the long term so we're not just in it for a quick fix or anything so we're really excited to properly start this family yeah. business yeah we proudly well. stand behind it with our names exactly for all to see <laughs> which is quite old-fashioned in a way but i feel like yeah to us it just felt right so Let's get back to what it actually is. So it's a coffee roasting company based in Berlin, which is where we stay, of course. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a means for us to source coffees with our friend Justin, who's yeah. you know, been in the business for 20 years. So we roast 
the best coffees we can find or we source the best coffees we can find first yeah so we source directly so our friend justin is actually going to the farms and is working together with the farmers always trying to increase the quality supports them in that way which is really nice yeah he really aims to establish a very long lasting relationship and you know over the course of a series of um visits and and uh communication he works together closely with these people and these farms and really works together and collaborates so they discover new methods of like cultivation together mm-hmm. rather than maybe him just presenting like a standardized method of picking or yeah or a processing he just really works with them and finds good solutions for their particular setup which is really unique i think yeah and overall these these procedures and these new practices should help the conditions for workers too so it should be a really humane operation and it's a very people focused movement yeah that, that he's bringing to it yeah so we basically find and we source and and import these green coffees to berlin you know in conjunction with justin's new company klima mm-hmm. which is yeah it's very new as well but they're doing a great job and then we roast the coffees in berlin too and yeah. so it's quite a relatively small curated selection of coffees currently in offer but it's ones that we truly believe in yeah they're outstanding and where we have like personal relationships with the farmers yeah which is really special and important and if we haven't mentioned that yet they are specialty coffee beans yeah which means forget to state the obvious exactly yeah which just means they're of a like their taste is of a certain standard so in order for coffees to be rated per se they are all coffees that are sold in the on the market need to be rated first by professionals who have to undergo like a really strict protocol of learning to do so uh, to, to grading it's called a q grader so you can only grade coffees if you've gone through this really arduous long process of of doing this and it's actually very hard to become a q grader so their their grading is very valuable and is it's not something that ever you can do so but anyway um coffees are scored on a scale of 100 100 being the absolute best and zero being just you know almost impossibly bad mm-hmm. most coffees in the commodity market are score around about like 50 to 60 but specialty needs to be over 85 points mm-hmm. and this just refers to the taste so. yeah so we just basically source and roast the coffees that have scored above 85 yeah mm-hmm. yeah which of course are all arabica as well yeah it's another like standard thing oh, yeah, i forget absolutely. to mention it all the time 100 percent arabica beans absolutely yeah so that's like a species of coffee which is it's widely known to be the best mm-hmm. better than robusta which is a completely different beast altogether yeah so it's arabica specialty coffee so very very tasty mm-hmm. and um yeah and you know like a bit about justin's he really prioritizes certain farms in terms of like their uh, their use of or their their no use of pesticides even exactly yeah yeah i was just about to mention that as well yeah so what i didn't know about the whole specialty coffee scene until we sort of got more into the depth of it i always thought that specialty coffee beans are organic and no pesticides are used in the growing process but that's actually not the fact which will explain to you different prices in the specialty coffee scene so of course it's more expensive to grow organic coffee yeah and just to let you know that all of our coffees are grown without pesticides yeah not all of them are labeled as being with a organic certificate Mm -hmm. but actually the the farm of abraham de messi and his family they're pushing towards achieving the the organic certified certificates which as we all know doesn't that doesn't mean to say they're currently not operating on this standard it's just they need to 
qualify for it and yeah. like apply for it and qualify for it, which is an expensive procedure. Exactly. That's why often farms can't afford it because it's very expensive. And actually the, the terms for those things are often, they've got nothing to do with how they're not grown with pesticides. There's lots of other things that you have to sort of tick the box for. Yeah. And yeah, some of them just aren't big enough for that kind of thing. So yeah. again, that's why we want to support all these small farmers yeah. growing organic coffee. Yeah. Yeah. For them to be able to grow their own business as well. Yeah. Yeah. So like you've mentioned, we work with these, like a select couple of farms that, that do some great coffees and we, we roast the coffee in Berlin and we're currently selling it through a web shop, which is a exactly. brand new website. Yeah. So it's jägermorris.com. So definitely go and check it out and maybe order some coffee. We would super appreciate it. And we would also love for you to try the coffees because we really believe in it. We drink them every single day. And yes, it's a really nice direct project and company, yeah. which we're just touching. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like we can never really get enough of talking about coffee as well because we just love it so and we also remember how difficult it is to wrap your head around the whole concept of specialty and there's so many products in the market it's often hard to tell the difference between types of coffee or or which coffees are meant for which machines or no machines so yeah. please just get in touch if you would like any tips or if you have any questions because we do know that it's quite a blurry field mm -hmm. and it's often hard to know what you might need or what you might want yeah. or maybe you don't know what your taste is but we could definitely help you with that yeah for um, sure and try and help you understand maybe the difference of our coffee to mm -hmm. what you've drunk before so yeah to summarize we'd like to talk to you about it so mm -hmm. please just reach out to us we will have some more information coming on the website for sure but definitely reach out to us if you have any questions or if you would like to improve the taste of your beans and things like that there's yeah. lots of little tricks that you can do to really improve the taste of your coffee and to get the results that you absolutely love. that's a good point and there's also things you can do to improve your brew that doesn't cost anything it's just simply mm -hmm. yeah fine-tuning your your variables that's a, it's a geeky term but you know temperature of your water or the, the time you leave the coffee to to brew stuff like that it can also seem quite overwhelming in the beginning but you know truth be told it's all quite straightforward it's a matter of pouring mm -hmm. water on top of coffee and we can just help break it down for you a little bit and summarize it in a kind of easy to digest fashion yeah yeah so either if you're in berlin you can just find us in oslo cafe bar mm -hmm. or you can use the electronic channels like email and stuff yeah if you're not here exactly yeah yeah so we're looking forward to your order <laughs> yeah and we're looking forward to seeing your brew you should take some photos or reach out to us tell, tell us how it tasted just share your your story and also feel free to follow us on instagram and also tag us in your coffees purchased if you like of course because it really supports us and it helps us to spread the message and to support people around the whole world with their amazing projects really it really does go the extra mile because we know the whole thing of promoting social media can be quite dogmatized but mm -hmm. this is one way that you can really help us uh, get yeah. this, this company off the ground is absolutely is supporting us online and sharing it to your friends because yeah. whilst these channels are quite saturated they are a means of communicating with your friends and family For sure. and sharing things that you yes. find interesting so yeah if you would if you'd like to share our coffees with your friends please do so because it really is it's word of mouth in these modern days yeah effectively For sure. old days and nowadays still yeah and yeah you sharing it will go a really long way so absolutely it's a huge gesture for us actually yeah for sure yeah right so i think 
think we'll leave it at that today. I just wanted to quickly mention that because even though we started our little online shop project adventure on the 28th of November, because that was my grandpa's birthday and yeah for some reason the timing was right to then just publish it and we hadn't talked about it on the podcast yet so i thought to just quickly hop on here and make this a quick one yep so we're pretty much six weeks in and we're excited to see what the new year brings so and lovely. we're just loving the coffee still they're just They're they just so get good. more and more delicious yes, so for sure thanks to all the farmers thanks to all the wonderful people involved that help us import it and absolutely justin you're a total superstar yes thank you justin for sure <laughs> and thanks to you lynn for being a fantastic partner well thanks to you steve as well oh, thank i'm you. looking forward to this new year of growing the business yeah welcome <laughs> all the challenges exactly so i thought i would leave you with one more little jazz album just to go back to that jazz record of the week is from Peter Sonberg not too sure how to pronounce it but it's called a Scandinavian thing and I shall pop the link in the show notes below so you can also check that out of course we will pop the links to our online shop there as well so definitely even just click on it and have a little look around let us know we would be super happy to hear some feedback from you oh that sounds like a good record mm -hmm, i yes. listened to myself yet so i'm looking forward to oh you haven't pressing I'm play i'm pretty sure you must have heard it from me but like maybe it's a really nice just really chilled one i think it's plus for sure right That's great. have an amazing week everyone and yeah our thoughts are with you and thank you so much for listening yeah thank you and look after yourselves yeah see ya bye